Hello, and welcome to MedEd Thread, a Cleveland Clinic Education Institute podcast that explores the latest innovations in medical education and amplifies the tremendous work of our educators across the enterprise. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's episode of the MedEd Thread, a Cleveland Clinic Education Institute podcast. I'm your host, Dominique Pichotti, Department Manager within the Education Institute in Cleveland, Ohio. For today's session, we will be joined by Dr. Jeremy Wellif, who will discuss the practical approaches for addressing resident burnout. Jeremy is a research fellow here at Cleveland Clinic and is concurrently working on an addiction psychiatry fellowship at Yale School of Medicine. During his training at Cleveland Clinic, he served as a House Staff Association Officer for Trainee Wellbeing and led several projects dedicated to improving resident and trainee wellness. He also founded the Wellness Council, the first of its kind within Cleveland Clinic graduate medical education. Jeremy, thank you so much for being here today. We are very excited to hear from you and learn more about your involvement in addressing trainee burnout and well-being. Thank you, Dominique. It's always a pleasure. So, Jeremy, as someone who has completed residency training, you know firsthand the effects of burnout associated with the trainee programs. Can you share with us a little about how you got involved in finding ways to better address this burnout and if it's something you would say stems from your medical specialty in psychiatry? Yeah, absolutely. So I'd first off by saying that I think burnout and these issues are just so insidiously present uh, in, in labor and in clinical medicine today. And I found myself getting interested in this issue as a medical student. And when I came to Cleveland Clinic, I uh, joined the House Staff Association and the Wellness Committee. And I felt just something needed to be done. And I think probably similar reasons for why I went into psychiatry was that I hate to see people not functioning at their best or unhappy. And, and I think I, I find this particularly true when it comes to work. Uh, we spend so much time working and I think people should really be fulfilled and comfortable uh, in their in their workspace. And uh, so I think seeing it, seeing burnout uh, impact the people around me, friends, colleagues, and uh, I think it was just clear that I needed to do something and be involved. I find myself consistent inside, consistently trying to make things better. And I think we needed to push the, the needle further uh, when it came to physician uh, well-being and burnout. So that's how I got into it. Awesome. So, you know, I feel the term burnout has become increasingly more common, especially since the pandemic. How is burnout directly impacting the trainees? And can you share with us why it's become such a problem? Absolutely. I think these span across labor and medicine. And I think a lot of people just really feel unhappy and confused in their work often. When it comes to GME and it comes to medical education, we know that about 25% of medical students are burnt out before they enter residency training. So GMEs are inheriting folks that are uh, maybe cynical maybe already emotionally exhausted. And, uh, and not only are they expected to continue to perform at their best uh, when it comes to clinical care, but they're expected to also be a learner and also be somebody with a family and somebody who's a part of their community. And it's a, it's a lot of pressure. So we inherit medical students that might be facing burnout in some of the surveys, when it comes to medical residents, rates of burnout can be have been upwards of 75%. In a lot of the physician samples, it's somewhere around 50%. And 
This is important, not only on a very personal level, but it's also important for patients. And we know that physicians and medical staff that are burnt out, uh, we know that it impacts patient safety and quality. And we have a moral obligation to do our best, not only to our trainees, staff, organizations, but also to our patients to make sure we're properly addressing this. It's not only physicians and medical residents and, and uh, students. We know that rates of depression uh, in nurses is about 20 to 40% when they're asked. We know that other medical professionals also, ranging from 35 to 50%, simply don't care for themselves. They don't seek uh, medical or mental health care when they personally feel like they, that, that they may be having symptoms. So we have a duty, really. And it's been about 40 years since the Maslach burnout inventory. One of the main tools that we use to measure burnout was, was created. And uh, there's simply more to do. And uh, we have this obligation to do it. Absolutely. So you point out that there are a lot of moving parts that affect trainees on a day-to-day basis. And you also point out that this does have an impact on patients. So what are some practical approaches that can be taken to improve the resident wellness and trainee wellness all around? Absolutely. I think of this structurally. I think that um, there are so many different levels to this and layers to the issue. Thinking structurally about physician wellness means addressing the root causes of these outcomes. And it means that each individual training program or GME or employer should be cataloging, addressing these factors in in really a deliberate and sustainable way. Often, nationally, there's a lot of token gestures uh, of wellness that are sometimes made. And I think people are ready for a a longer, bigger, sustainable change. And so I I think of this as a top-down and bottom-up approach to, to resident wellness. Starting at the top, leadership has to be willing not only to come out loudly and speak up loudly about burnout and and the issues we're facing, but has to be supporting change. And there are a couple guidelines provided by the ACGME about uh, what are some of the minimum requirements that residency training programs have to have when it comes to resident wellness. And I think we should be pushing for a higher bar. I think we should be holding ourselves to the, the highest possible standard when it comes to this issue. A, for patients, B, for our staff and, and trainees, uh, but C, just simply because it's the right thing to do. There are lots of published frameworks and strategies on how to do this. And I think we need a deliberate uh, approach to it. That being said, leadership can't be uh, tone deaf to these issues. And I think of this kind of as a bottom up approach at times where the programs or the implementation should reflect the culture and the needs of that specific institution or that specific group. So by being a good listener and by being a leader that's in tune with these and by making sure that medical students, residents, et cetera, have have a loud voice, uh, we can see what their needs are, what are the specific issues that they're facing. Uh, it's going to be different across institutions. It's going to be different across people and figuring out what, what should be done. So yeah, I think on a number number of levels. That also involves looking at the individual as a, a whole person. So kind of at the top and structurally, we have all of these factors from healthcare insurance to the delivery of medical care to uh, institutional pressures to see more patients and do more that impact a person. And then 
we have the individual within their work unit and their boss and their colleagues and how all of that functions. And then you have someone that has a family and lives in their community. And we need to be doing our best to, to make sure we're supporting those and making sure that that's well taken care of or, or the best we can do from an employer or from a, a GME standpoint. While also recognizing that this person is very much still a learner. Yes, they are working and now making a salary, but at the same time, they're also learning. And so that's a lot to balance for, for one person. So thinking structurally, thinking deliberately about all of these forces, how they come into play for, for individuals and groups is what we need to be doing. I think the word that you use most often is deliberate. And I think that's the perfect term for this, as you said, because when you think about the different day-to-day obstacles we face, you don't necessarily think of all those layers that you listed out there. So now that we have an idea of what the structure, the top-down and the bottom-up plans look like for approaching burnout, can you share with us how you applied some of these solutions to burnout while you were here at the Cleveland Clinic? Absolutely. Yeah. So one of the first things we did was come up with lists of, of what do we provide for trainees. And uh, we updated uh, our website and we updated uh, the resource lists and making sure that people knew what tools they had available to them. I had an older mentor of mine. I, I was probing his brain about, you know, what is burnout? What is, what does this mean? And he said to me, it's, it's the, uh, the lack of serenity. It was all of the uncertainty caused by not knowing what to do if something bad happens or not knowing what to do or not feeling supported uh, if you were to make a mistake or something was to go wrong. And very simply, we wanted to make sure that trainees, medical students knew what was available to them. There's a lot going on here. And uh, it's easy to get lost, uh, literally and figuratively, within the Cleveland Clinic. So uh, we wanted to make sure that they had those at their fingertips. Some of the other initiatives we did was we started the Wellness Council, which was we had every single training program put forward a representative come to the table and talk about what is what are your programs doing that really work? What are your programs doing that maybe don't work so well? What are some other institutional things that could change or we could maybe fix? And we shared uh, trade secrets and trade shared notes and uh, tried, tried to, to address these one, one at a time and, and address them deliberately. Some of the other work we did was because the, the Cleveland Clinic is so large, there are so many diverse training programs. We started something called uh, the Interspecialty Mentorship Program. So we had senior residents from one program be paired up with an intern. So coming into the coming into a, a different training program, a different specialty program. So you'd have a, you know, a surgery intern paired with a, a senior psychiatry resident or something like that. And I think the, the goal of that was really to make sure people knew each other and build some camaraderie across this very, very large GME. So I know the Wellness Council was the first of its kind here specifically within our graduate medical education office. And since then, you have taken a new role as a research fellow here at Cleveland Clinic. So how do you plan to continue to drive initiatives that will improve the well-being and burnout among trainees within your role? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm hoping that some of the work I was able to do uh, on the House Staff Association can continue on and uh, supporting some of that as it does go on. I've moved into a bit more um, thoughtful or investigative role. And some of these topics, some of our current work coming out of psychiatry is 
thinking about how to best support those that have experienced um, unexpected patient death by patient suicide or other addiction-related overdoses. There is surprisingly not very much published on this, and um, I think I think we can do we can do better on that front. That's where some of my work has shifted to, uh, and of course, continue to speak up about these issues. Uh, I think we have a duty to. I think all anyone in any leadership position in medical education really has a duty to be speaking up about these, making them known, and, and making sure that we're, we're really moving the needle in the right direction. Yeah, I've been lucky enough also to to be a part of uh, Laura Hoxema's uh, Emerge Stronger program. I was lucky enough to be in her orbit while we were doing that, helping with that on the GME side of things, and um, lucky to, to watch that continue to grow in her work. For those that don't know, Emerge Stronger is a one-to-one confidential peer support system for any caregiver, not just physicians and uh, trainees but any caregiver that undergoes an unexpected or adverse patient event or another work-related event that they could use some peer support from. So I think that's how my work's been continuing on in different ways. That's awesome. So before we wrap up, I would love to see if you could share with our listeners some best practices that you could offer for well-being based off of your research. So at an individual level, what could we be doing to make sure that we are preventing burnout or focusing directly on our wellness and well-being? Yeah, I'd say the first, the first thing anybody has to do is acknowledge that it's an issue, that it's terribly, terribly common, and it shouldn't be. The second I would encourage anyone to do is figure out within your work unit or within your institution or training program is figure out how you're going to measure it, how are you going to track this, and how are you going to see if things are headed in the right direction if you do start a program or make some sort of intervention. Off of that, I think there are a number of great resource documents uh, online and great publications that provide lots and lots of examples. When you ask residents what are some of the most important and what are some of the most changeable things that a program could do, things like making sure there are mentorship programs making sure duty hours and other factors related to work-life balance are in place. I mean, those are two very, very simple things that programs can do to, to, to do better. As I said, I think we should continue to hold ourselves to a much higher standard than the ACGME or, or other regulatory bodies should. And uh, maybe some of this has to have happen at an uh, individual training level, a training program level. But um, yeah, we're at a time here where we're trying to shift the culture to a really more balanced look at what it means to be a worker uh, in 2022 and beyond. And it's a good time to be doing this work. I think that's great advice. So are there any final takeaways or messages you want to share with our listeners today? I think they should just keep on working at it. Keep reading, keep uh, trying to make things better. And um, if they're looking for more reading, uh, they can always get a hold of me. You can do a search for Tate Shanafelt also, who has a number of publications. He's been doing this uh, for quite a long time. Yeah. So, Jeremy, during your time here at Cleveland Clinic in your residency, can you share with us what one of your favorite activities to do in Cleveland was? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've had a, I had a great time in Cleveland. I think, you know, there are so many nice little neighborhoods, and I would get out and enjoy what, what each one in its own unique way has to offer, no matter what part of town you're in. Cleveland definitely has its its niches. So you got Little Italy, you got Lakewood, you got the West Side, you have all of the hiking and biking trails. So I agree. There's 
Lots to do here in our area. Jeremy, it's been such a pleasure speaking with you today. I feel like I've taken a lot out of our discussion as a leader on ways to target root causes of burnout amongst my team. I'm confident our listeners will also have a few takeaways. To our listeners, thank you for being with us today. If you want to follow along on Jeremy's journey to address resident burnout, please follow him on Twitter at Jeremy Welleth, his first and last name. We look forward to talking with you all soon on our next episode. Thank you and have a wonderful day. This concludes this episode of MedEd Thread, a Cleveland Clinic Education Institute podcast. Be sure to subscribe to hear new episodes via iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, thanks for listening to MedEd Thread, and please join us again soon.